Hello, Tom here. The Berkshire Football Stories podcast has got a new sponsor. Exciting, huh? That doesn't mean that we've got new kit, though. The club secretary has made us print it over the top of last season's shirt sponsor. He reckons it'll stretch to at least another year. He mumbled something about those footballs we keep kicking over the fence, not paying for themselves. Our new sponsor? Oh, that would be MRS Digital, an award-winning digital marketing agency offering affordable social media, pay-per-click and search engine optimization to help local businesses thrive since 1999. To find out more, visit mrs.digital and tell them we sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast with me, Tom Canning, and him, Rob Davis. This is our pub, but not in a pub chat podcast. We're doing daily to try and keep ourselves and all of you busy during the lockdown. You can see more podcasts from us by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. You can also follow us on Twitter at FI Berkshire and find out more at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk. Today, our very special guest is the new Penn and Tyler's Green Manager, Michael Herbert, who joins us on the phone. Hello, Michael. Hi, Tom. Hi, Rob. How are you? All well, all well. You well yourself? Yeah, good, thanks, good. Keeping enjoying, out of trouble? Uh, yeah, enjoying isolation. <laughs> is it, can you enjoy it? I don't know. Is it is it enjoyable? I, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> For some people, I imagine, say, but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, at this stage, it's, uh, it is it is what it is, I guess. Um, so, regular listeners will know, um, and, and regular readers of our website will know, that recently, uh, up until very recently, you were the Sandhurst Town Manager. And you stepped down in the summer after two very successful seasons. Um, certainly, the the season just gone that, that's just ended. Um, you guys looked like you were on the verge of promotion. Um, is that disappointing, or or how do you feel about the way that that, th- that things have ended? Yeah, so I think initially when it when it first happens um, with the pandemic, it is a little bit like oh, we're, we're so close to promotion. We were in the Barks and Bucks Cup final, and then we had the semi-final in the in the league cup as well but then i think the more it goes on and then you actually think of obviously people losing their lives etc it's it's obviously um it's not really really important at all um so yeah i think initially you you come out disappointed about it but then i said as soon as you get to like know the full details of obviously what's happening etc then uh, obviously it's a a correct decision from the league correct decision from the fa um there's nothing else they can they can really do in that in that circumstances so um, yes, of course. Yeah, you you had you had cup finals coming up as well. So so there's that added uh, there's that added um, sort of things. I guess that that's all that's all done now, and uh, and you kind of move on. So um, and and obviously at the end of this, uh, I, I guess at the end of the season, you you've decided you're going to move on. What what are the how what made you think but think sort of moving moving to Penn? Um, I'm, I'm obviously I'm not not entirely sure where you live in terms of location, but um, what, what were the sort of reasons and why and why Penn? Yeah, because obviously there was a lot of changes happening at Sander, so we just felt that it was a right time for us to move on. Um, we saw the advert for the Penn and Tyler's job, and it was something when I was at Woodley that um, obviously I played against Penn a couple of times. I played at their ground, um, which is now obviously there. They've got floodlights that so they're able to use, um, and we were just. I've always been so impressed with the facilities and so impressed with their teams down the down the years. Um, always uh, a really good bunch of people. Uh, behind the scenes when you go into the bar afterwards um, so it's always just had like a good feeling of a, of a club um, so it was just from there we, we applied 
Um, we did the interview stages and then um, it was just quite an easy decision, as, as I said before, when when a club of, of that ilk, um, especially with the floodlights coming back, that's, that's a big big thing for us, obviously, being able to play uh, at Penn and Tyler's. Um, we're with a team that's um, challenging near the top of step six. So it was quite an easy decision for us. And um, yeah, we're really looking forward to, to the challenge. How um, how do you go about doing an interview in the age of uh, lockdown? Was it all conducted over Zoom or uh, video chats or um, did it all happen before the shutdown yeah, uh, so, came about? Yeah, it happened before the shutdown. Uh, the first interview did anyway. And then we were actually going into a second interview um, but I believe because of the pandemic, we weren't able well, we, we weren't able to do that. And I, I think they wanted to try and conduct it on Zoom, but it just wasn't feasible. So I think they just made a decision off the first interview, um, which hopefully for them is a, a good one. <laughs> um, have you uh, had the ability to uh, uh, meet up with anyone at the club or uh, any of the uh, players over video chats or it's all been, you know, text so far? Um, you don't really get to introduce yourself, I guess, uh, when we're in isolation. Yeah, so um, we've had like a couple of committee meetings on Zoom. Um, Nigel, who's the vice chairman, who like runs his own company, so he's uh, pretty tech savvy. So um, we've done yeah two or three now. Um, we've actually interviewed for our development team manager as well, um, which is great that they include us on. So um, we've been doing that all, all via Zoom. Um, in terms of the players, we I got a list and I've basically been calling them um, as much as I can. Um, obviously the players as well that. Um, wanting to come with us. It's, it's a difficult one because obviously we don't have any clue when, when the season's going to start. So a lot of the a lot of the dates, etc., are not put in place. But yeah, just, just trying to get people's, um, just introduce myself basically and then get people's ideas of, of what they're looking to do next season. Um, you mentioned we a couple of times. Is that, that's, uh, that's yourself and Daryl? Yeah, Daryl Jelly. Yeah, he's um, myself, Daryl, and also Jack Dumbleton. Um, who did the video analysis um, for us last season. Um, and then Ryan Howes is coming over as a goalkeeper coach. Um, it's funny that because the first few messages I got once I got the pen job was, um, congratulations, are you taking Daryl with you? Um, <laughs> so I think he's quite well respected in, in local football of, of what he does. So, um, yeah, fortunate for us, yeah, Daryl, Jack and, and Ryan is, are coming along to, to help me out. And I, and I guess if you're taking Daryl with you, that should mean that the gifts continue. For anyone that's familiar with the Sanders Town FC uh, Twitter page, that should mean, I, I guess. Yeah, so it was one of the first things we mentioned in um, in the interview. <laughs> and then also um, when we did our committee meeting, he, he really enjoys that side of it. And um, yeah, he's, he's already got the Twitter account. Um, I think he's already put out a few videos, um, which yeah seem to have done quite well already. So yeah, he loves that side of it. Uh, was he with you at Woodley as well? No, I actually met Daryl um, at Sandhurst. Um, I've never met Daryl, come across him before, and it was actually Charlie Oakley who introduced us, um, Charlie being over from the same sort of area as Daryl. So he introduced us, and then we've kind of really hit it off um, in terms of an assistant manager. I don't think there'd be many better around. So I said that there was a lot of people asking about his availability. Um, yeah, so fortunate for me. Yeah, he's um, he seems to to like and work well together with me so yeah hopefully long may that continue yeah the reason i ask is because uh um we've spoken just there about the social media and it's something i was going to come on to but um because there was uh there's a certain social media post you go back a little while to uh in to the woodley days where you've uh called out a couple of your players for leaving <laughs> at half time during a uh, match jake nichols and josh drew i believe you were 
um, I believe you made them uh, do a, a, a punishing song or something like that, where you've uh, recorded that and put it on Twitter. Uh, I was going to say, is that uh, do you have any? Um, um, do you do anything with the social media as well? And can pen players expect to uh, uh, suffer the same sort of fate if they uh, uh, cross you? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, that is something we've I've always tried to do at previous clubs. I think I, I basically started my coaching career when I was at university. So. Um, anybody that's played at university football teams know that you have long ju- uh, coach journeys back with a lot of alcohol and then a lot of um, singing, dancing, etc. So it's something that we introduced at Woodley where we ask players to do a, a song before the games. Um, a lot of them will be on the social media. And then in this particular game, I believe we played Finch Hampstead away um, and I got a text uh, maybe a week before so, or so from both of them saying, oh, I've got to leave at half time because... Um, I'm going to watch Justin Bieber. <laughs> um, you honestly couldn't make it up. Um, I thought they were joking for a long time, and then we got to training, and they just said, "Oh, by the way, we we're being serious. We we got to leave at half time." So, um, I think fortunately for us, we won. Um, we didn't play very well that day, but we did win. So we could kind of make a little bit of a joke out of it. But yeah, um, so then we we asked them to do a forfeit the, the week after, and they came up with uh, a, a good funny video. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, let's let's kind of take it right back to to sort of the start of your your coaching career, then, Michael. Because uh, when we spoke to Idris Kamara a couple of weeks ago, now sorry, the days are all merging in together. Um, he said that, uh, that he he first met you at Mortimer. Um, was that the sort of first local club you you started with? Um, and 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 what was that like at Mortimer? And how long were you there? Yeah, so um, it was the first local club I was with. I, I started coaching when I was at, I went to uni in Bristol. I started coaching after um, when I was about 24, 25, mainly due to injury. I couldn't play much longer. Um, and my actual, like, I actually started coaching with James Anderson, who obviously was, was Woodley manager as well. Um, we did um, with a, a Thames Valley Church League team called Tyler Albion. So that was my first team, and we were very successful, um, myself and James, in doing that. Um, so then, uh, yeah, I got a call from Mortimer, um, from, I think Stuart Plumridge had just left to go to Reading town. So it was like midway through the season, maybe December time. Um, yeah, so I got a call to go in there and, and help out. So I, I did that for the, the season, saw the season out. And then the next season I had uh, a full season there and, and kind of made the changes that I wanted to. Um, Mortimer is a brilliant club, really, really good. Um, obviously a, a good facilities, great pitch, great people. Um, AD uh, was the AD Keep was the chairman there, who's unfortunately recently passed away. Um, but yeah, there's some really really good people down in Mortimer. Um, we had a good for my first uh, full season. We were top at Christmas and we've done really well, and we kind of just faded away towards the end. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, so club that I always look out for, and the people there are brilliant. Uh, the socials etc. were were very good. So um, yeah, something that I really enjoyed. And then you and then you went on to to Woodley after that. How what was that like? Because that was that's obviously a step up. Um, Mortimer, I, I just talking when the last time I went to Mortimer, you know, Mortimer's a club that are you know not unambitious, but they are bound by uh, the you know the ground they've got and, and and stuff like that. But Woodley obviously was a was a bit of a step up. What what made you want to do that? And and why did you go to Woodley? Yeah, I think it was um, no, no disrespect to the Thames Valley League, but it was just trying to to get ourselves to the highest possible point we could. Um, facilities, etc. At step six is, is better, and I think that the football's taken a little bit more seriously, which probably suits my approach um, compared to 
to, to obviously uh, Thames Valley League, etc. So, um, yeah, applied for the Woodley job, uh, interviewed there with with Mark Rosier, um, and then uh, yeah, managed to to succeed in that role in terms of. We went there and it was um it was kind of like a brand new team because the year before I think they finished they finished bottom or second bottom um it was very disjointed in terms of I think they had maybe two or three managers um and we turned up at the first day of preseason we only had one Woodley player from the year before um so uh it's as obviously surprising as that was it was quite good for us because it was a clean slate we could just then basically bring in the players we knew we didn't have to have a look at any players that had already previously been there they best than what we got we kind of knew what we were bringing in um, and we hit the ground running with, with Woodley and yeah it said it was um, a really really good t- good year for us in in terms of, of what we achieved because w- w- was that your promotion season yeah the year we, we finished second to Penn and Tyler's mm. and then we, we won the Bucks and Bucks yeah that was an interesting game that was uh, that was, that was uh, <laughs> yeah it, it was a that was a tough first half and then uh, um, if I remember rightly Woodley just didn't didn't really ever seem to get going in that game, but you had a couple of moments of quality in the second half and beat Marlow United. I think it was two one, and it was a rather good Josh Drew goal that won it. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we um we didn't play very well at all that day. I think Marlow were, were a very good side uh, at step seven, probably not a step seven side really. Um, and they done their homework on us. They pressed us really well, and and we really struggled. And um and we went one nil down. I didn't really see much of a way back in for it. Into, into the game for us and then Danny Horscroft scored the equaliser um, doing what Danny Horscroft does really well getting into the box late and yeah and then Josh Drew um, nicked the winner um, it's, it was quite, uh, quite a funny day because I, I know the Marlow manager quite well and, and um, he uh, he was expecting it, us because we'd done so well that season to, to absolutely batter him but um, yeah it was a bit fortunate on our part really because yeah we didn't really deserve to win but yeah that's cup finals for you I guess <laughs> When you went to uh, Woodley at the start of that season, uh, what what were you sort of what were you aiming for? Because obviously you, you had a fantastic season. You came, you say second, but it was really joint top. Um, you level on points with the Penn and Tylers, and obviously winning the uh, the Bucks and Bucks uh, uh, in the final there against Marlow. What were you what were you hoping for when you went there, taking over a club that had come bottom the season before? Yeah, um, so probably uh, I think top five was mentioned when we had board meetings, and I think that was seen as probably a little bit unrealistic in in terms of us achieving that. Um, But I think having some players that obviously played together at Mortimer, um, Idris, Abdul Kamara, uh, Jake Nichols, Greg Beckett, etc. So the the players kind of knew each other already. We added one or two, obviously Charlie Oakley and Danny Horscroft come in. And then we had such a good start. I think we won the first seven or eight games. Um, and then, yeah, from there, it kind of, it kind of just builds. We, we got a bit of luck along the way as well. I remember that we were struggling to put a team out against Headington and the game got called off because of their pitch. It wasn't waterlogged. It was quite near the beginning of the season, but there, there was moles on their pitch or something. So even the games where we had six or seven missing, it kind of just fell for us. And we um, Alex Reed, the goalkeeper, was one that applied for a website on the Woodley United website, which is very rare that um, you get someone of that quality coming through so again we were struggling for a goal at the beginning of the season and and it just seemed to all fall fall into place really a little bit of luck as as well as obviously the players achieving and doing really well and And then you uh, um, left early on in the um, uh, the Premier League the following Premier League season Uh, do you um, have any um, regrets on leaving Woodley because obviously they they just failed to stay up in the Premier um, 
um, Premier League there. Do you think if you'd have stayed longer, you could have maybe kept them up and maybe done something with them? Or And do you have any regrets about leaving the post? Yeah, a little, a little bit in terms of leaving the group of the lads because they were such a good group. Um, it was it was really tough. It, it took a little while to make that decision. We we should have probably made it before the season started. Um, what we what we were expecting to to get in terms of um, facilities and and other such things. I don't want to go too much into detail, but um, yeah. So we should have probably done it before the season. But we we kind of we went into the season knowing it was going to be a struggle. And I think if there was a a plan to to go because what we didn't want to do is go into the Premier, stay up, and then it also just be a fight every year. We wanted the team to and the club to progress, um, and it, it wasn't kind of going that way. So I think if if we if we had stayed, um, obviously I think James did a fantastic job because when I left, I think a, a few maybe four or five players left as well. So he did really well in terms of bringing some some players from the reserves, and, and they said they they nearly stayed up. But yeah, I think if we we stayed with it, I think we would have stayed up. And it is sometimes a bit of regret, just mainly because they were such a good group of boys that we that we had together and we had such a good time together. Um, but yeah, in in it, it probably wasn't uh, in terms of what we wanted to achieve further down the line. It was probably the right decision because yeah, the my philosophy and the and the club's philosophy kind of went in two different directions. So. Uh, you had a then, so you you left the uh, left Woodley after a few games in the in the Premier League season there, and um, turn up at Sandhurst until the following summer. And what did you do in the middle, football related? Obviously, did you uh, get to a lot of games and see uh, what was going on locally, or um, any sort of uh, self improvement as a coach? What kept you, you busy? Yeah, so I basically became a Faction Town and Bracknell Town fan. Um, we went to watch a lot of games. That was the year that Fatshum got to the FA Vars and, and won the league as well. Um, so, yeah, I spent a, a lot of time down there watching them and uh, watching Bracknell as well, obviously two top sides. And, yeah, um, also went to watch, obviously, local games. But every Saturday I was I was at watching Maidenhead or Fatshum or Bracknell, etc. Um, so, yeah, obviously learning a lot. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was quite nice, actually. You, you, you can watch good games of football about sometimes having the pressures and the stress of stuff. So, um, yeah, I actually enjoyed the time off and then, yeah, ready to go. Um, um, after that uh, after that uh, break away from the game, you came into uh, uh, Sandhurst. Um, what attracted you to that club and um, uh, what were your ambitions when you got there? Um, yeah, so Sandhurst obviously were in Hellenic when I was a Woodley manager, so I knew about the club. Um, lovely setup, lovely people down there. Um, it was somewhere where a few Previous of my former players have been so Charlie Oakley was there, uh, and I knew a few of the other lads. So um, there was a couple of options I had, um, but I thought Sandus was the best locally as well in terms of, of distance for me to travel. It, it fitted well. Um, went in there expecting to. I've not obviously I've not done I've not played in the Camborne counties before, um, so I had no real idea of, of what the standard was like. And if anything, I was told that it was wasn't as good as Hellenic and. Um, it should be quite a, a league where you should look to get promoted. Um, so we went in there uh, expecting to do really well. I uh, wanted to get promoted and the first maybe 10 games, we really struggled. I think we were third bottom for after 10, 10 12 games. Um, yeah, so it was only once we once we went in there and kind of brought the players in that we wanted to, that we knew and we could trust, um, got rid of players that, that maybe been there a little bit too long and, and found it a bit too comfort uh, too comfortable um yeah so then we, we did do a lot better in the second half of the season i think we finished sixth in the end um we got into the barks and bucks semi as well but yeah it was 
very surprising. The Combine counties really surprised me, the level of, of quality of players and teams in, in that league. I remember exactly what I was uh, what I was going to ask now, and it was it was sort of about about kind of step six because obviously Penn and Tyler's will be your third step six club now, Michael. And uh, obviously uh, at Woodley you were successful at step six at Sandhurst. Um, I, I suspect you would have been at the end of this season very successful at step six, and that's not to say that your first season wasn't you know you know you didn't you didn't get there as well. And 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 I guess are you worried about perhaps sort of being seen as a step six manager? at all you know albeit one that can get clubs up and 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 what do you think you need to do to to kind of and, and is it an ambition to become a step five manager and possibly a step four manager is, is that where you see yourself going yeah um definitely i think it's something that it, it could be labeled against me i think obviously being at woodley for the i think we did tw- uh, 10 to 12 games in the in the prem um yeah it's definitely something that could go against me in terms of I've said I've applied for step five jobs and maybe I people don't see the me having that experience of, of seeing a season out or being successful at step five so that was a, a big reason for us wanting to go to Penn because we wanted to go on go to a club that had the ability to obviously get promoted from step six and also be able to sustain it and then plan to go to the next level because I'm not expecting teams to go from step six straight to step four. It's obviously, it's a building process. And But we felt with Penn, with obviously the things that they do behind the scenes, the, the money they can generate um, in terms of the events, they do beer festivals, they do um, five-a-side tournaments, they do all sorts of, of stuff. We just felt it was the right club for us to be able to progress in, into the long term. Um, in terms of ambition, I've said myself, Daryl, and, and the rest of the team want to, to get as far as we can. We don't want to stop at step six. We, we don't want to stop at at step five so fingers crossed obviously over the next few years that's something that we can we can progress to but obviously it's going to take a lot of hard work before we um before we get out of step six to start with presumably next season um well i haven't heard any different but there'll be four um promotion spots again from the uh Hellenics. so I'd imagine your ambition is, is to get promoted uh with your new club would that be correct yeah 100 percent um as, yeah, as far as i'm aware it's, it's, it's Basically, last season we played again, so it should be uh, should be four going up. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that we'd want to do. Um, I said I've, I've, we played Holyport and Wokenham in this year's uh, Barks and Bucks Cup, so we know the quality of teams that we're going to face in her, in the Hellenic. I know Risborough were one of the few Step Six teams undefeated. I think them and Jersey were the only Step Six teams undefeated for the whole season so um yeah we know how tough it's going to be but yeah it'll be something that we expect to challenge for at least um to go to go up top four um how so how do you go about are, are you planning are you pulling a team together at the moment because obviously technically there are still players players are still um con, not con, contract is the wrong word but registered with with other clubs and i and i presume there might be a, a player or two from Santos that might come across to to pen with you you know there, there's 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 a couple of players that have gone from the different clubs along with you how do you do, do you have to put the approaches in now or is it is it uh, um how how does stuff go because of course you know we're we're in a little bit of uncharted territory or is it just a case of waiting till the cut off and i think june the 30th or whatever it is and then and then going from there yeah it is basically just waiting for the cutoff. Obviously, you have these conversations because the season is essentially over. I know that obviously some people, um, or some clubs would expect you to, to to email their clubs, etc. But I think it's a little bit of a, 
as you say, uncharted territory in terms of what's happening. The season has officially ended. It's, for me, it's the start of the, the next season is, is obviously approaching, hopefully soon. Um, so, yeah, having these conversations, obviously not able to sign anyone, but having the conversations with the players, and I expect most clubs will, will be doing the same thing. Um, yeah, I think, obviously, with, with the, the relationship you have players as well, especially ones that have been with you so, for so long. So, I've had Joe Barley for five years. Luke Turner's been out manager Luke Turner for about eight years. Jake Nichols, similar. So, like, they're, they're friends as well. So, you obviously, you have these conversations with people. I said, I'm not going to... To, to clubs or going behind clubs back or anything and, and trying to snatch players that I've never spoke to before. It's generally players that I know really well and obviously I, I call friends as well as obviously someone that plays for me. Um, another thing that uh, might be a consideration while we're in lockdown, do you um, run any like virtual training sessions or is it just a case of uh, sending out uh, some sort of training plan to your new players who I guess you've never met and just hoping they get on with it? Yeah, it's something that we've discussed. I think we're going to try and do like a bit of a quiz night um, to obviously introduce everybody, and then we um, we will probably will try and put something in place. But if you, if I think if you you follow Twitter and you follow a lot of these people, a lot of people are doing their own individual exercises anyway. And as I said, it's um it's something that we will look to do. Um, it's obviously difficult combining a couple of different groups without obviously them having met. So um, yeah, it's definitely something that we'll we'll, we'll consider. Um, so obviously just hoping that this the lockdown doesn't carry on too much longer and we can actually get training again um sorry just to just to go back to the to the the player sort of transfer and registration stuff i i think i i know i should have researched this i didn't i never do any i'm terrible rob's the one that does the research on these um I, so I'm not sure who the previous manager at Penn and Tyler's was, and I, actually I do remember looking it up, but it wasn't particularly clear. But has he gone anywhere else? And, and are there players that you would expect then to go with him there? Um, yeah, so he hasn't gone anywhere else as of yet. But he's a he's a very good manager, very experienced in in that sort of area in terms of High Wycombe and, and that area. So I expect that he will probably go somewhere else. Um, yeah, and as I said I've, I've chatted to. Uh, a few of the lads that I, I knew, like uh, say Dean Allen, for for one, he's um, obviously scored a lot of goals in in this league for a long time now, and and a few of the other lads I've, I've spoken to. Um, but I guess that's just that's just the way football is. I said, managers move on, players move on. It seems to be one of those things where obviously once a manager moves somewhere, then their players that kind of they play for them for a few years will will go with them. Um, I have spoken to a large majority of the the old Penn team from last year, and, and they all seem very excited. Um, I'm not sure if it's say me coming on board probably more the floodlights being at Penn um, <laughs> so they get get a chance to do that but yeah it said um they all seem to be uh very excited about uh starting next year and yeah seems to seems to be a good start so let's, let's hopefully we can get playing football soon we've spoken a little bit about it so far but um you're you're going back to the Hellenic uh league having played there uh, or managed there with Woodley and uh, you previously were um, you know, Sandhurst obviously in the combined counties. We've spoken to a couple of people on the um, the uh, pod previously who were, um, suggested that perhaps in the combined counties um, the, the, t- the, the individual talent might be greater but the teams are better organised in the Hellenic. Is that something you'd echo or, or what would you what do you think the differences are between the two leagues? Yeah, I've got to be careful what I say here because I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. Um, <laughs> I, said, I was, yeah, so obviously coming from Hellenic, um, I say that you've got like maybe two or three teams at the top of the league that are, are very strong. Um, and then I think the, the 
the quality, the overall quality for me in the Commonwealth counties is, is is much stronger in terms of that you could play, say this season, Godamin and Eversley in California were the two teams near the bottom, um, and you, you could play either one of those. I think we played Godamin at home and we we nicked it two one and we weren't they deserve to win the game. Um, I think in the Hellenic, the teams towards the bottom are, are not as strong as they are in the Combine Counties, but I said like Risborough, um, Holyport, Wokingham, uh, Aldermaster, I expect to be strong. There is some very good size in the Hellenic, but I say overall, the, the, the strength in terms of the teams all the way through was probably in the Combine Counties is probably a little bit stronger. Um, obviously having jerseys uh, <laughs> is a little bit of a, an on, anomaly um, in terms of like, but obviously, you'll never face anything like that at step six ever again. Um, as I said, it's, it kind of makes that league obviously a little bit stronger. But I, yeah, I, I expect obviously both leagues to be very strong. But yeah, I'd say probably overall, Common Counties is, is just a little bit tougher. Should we? Uh, should we sort of? Uh, I guess we kind of need to just round things off a little bit. Um, uh, while you've mentioned Jersey, um, what was that like? Mm. Yeah, so beforehand, we were really looking forward to it. Obviously, it's a whole new thing for, for us and the players. Um, obviously, flying over to somewhere to play a game, obviously, felt really professional. The setup <laughs> over there is incredible. Um, so, it kind of dawned on me how big it was. So, uh, before, the, before the game, went up to get the, to hand the team sheets in to, um, they have a basically a, a full-blown dinner. Uh, with I think they had over 200 guests. Wow. Um, the, the manager, the, the jersey manager, was doing a, a bit of a talk with, his guests before for the game, um, so yeah, it's basically like having like a league football club in your league. It was it was really really impressive. Um, the obviously the facilities in terms of their pitch is, is brilliant. Um, looking back on it after obviously they, they beat you, they beat everybody. Um, <laughs> it, it's um it's it's a very long day. Um, it, I, I don't know if they can do anything to to allow teams to stay over etc. Um, but yeah, so we left um, Reading Station at maybe half past six and. We got home at 11 o'clock at night. Um, so, yeah, it's a very long day. And I said, there's a lot of, obviously, players that take this as a, a hobby. So, it's obviously, I know they need to move through the leagues. And I, 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 I'd hope that the FA would see sense and move them up. Um, I don't know if that's a possible or not. Because, it, it, again, it seems like a bit of a waste to have them at step six. They could, I said, play at step four, step three right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, for me, it'd be, make sense to move them them up the leagues but again I'm not sure if that's possible but yeah it was it was a good experience very long day um but yeah it was it was definitely a good experience something that would yeah put you in good stead for hopefully going through the levels Rob did you ever did you have anything else you wanted to ask yeah that was uh, what I was going to ask actually about the jersey game oh, and man. uh yeah did uh um did the fact that they're uh, staying in the combined counties division one make it an easier decision to go over to Penn in the Hellenic <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I said uh, I, I looked at that and then I saw Risborough. I didn't realise how how well Risborough actually did this year. I, I know right. I spoke to um, a, a guy there that I know, and they conceded like some like twelve goals the whole season. So they kind of dominated the Hellenic uh, East as as Jersey did the um, the Combine County. So yeah, I said both very good sides, and it's a shame for both of them that they can't really go up and obviously test themselves at a higher level, but. Um, and uh, so I guess yeah, you're right though. With um, with with Risborough and Jersey, I, I guess Jersey hid the fact that Risborough did so well because um, everybody was talking about Jersey. And you know, even even we, even I, I think I think me Rob pays a bit more attention to Step Six than I do. So so Rob, you'll have probably seen them seen them flying. But I, I kind of it almost surprised me. Although it, I did see that Wokingham had a better 
um, a better defensive record, I think, than than Risborough Rangers, which was which was quite strange. Is that when? Yeah, they Wokenham had Liam and Callum Eagles playing, didn't they this year? Yeah, that that would yeah. help. That would help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I know when we played them in the semi final, we we they they didn't they weren't able to play. I think they were away or something. So yeah, that uh, <laughs> that made me very happy when I knew that. So. Very <laughs> um. All right, uh, Rob. Did you have anything else? No, that's been brilliant. Yeah, Michael, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Um, Sadly, I don't think we've hung any of your players out to dry, which is uh, which is something we (laughs) We normally do. We can do. We can do if you want. Rob, let's. Rob, should we do your favourite? Should we do your favourite question? Uh, Oh, okay. Go on then. Uh, So, who is the uh, worst trainer you've come across in any of your clubs? Someone who who really doesn't turn up um, to training, but um, will put in a shift on a match day. Um, so I've never actually seen Brad Brown train, ever. <laughs> so I, I couldn't even comment on what he's like at training. Um, Luke Turner is probably the worst trainer because he spends the whole time when you're explaining the drill of what to do, he spends it talking to anybody who's close to him. And then when it gets to the drill, he's, he looks confused because he doesn't know what to do. So <laughs> Luke, Luke Turner is the worst trainer. <laughs> I, I suppose with Brad Brown, you don't argue with a man who can grow a beard like that, do you really? No, exactly. And he, yeah, he comes in and he, he plays well on a Saturday and scores a lot of goals. So he can do what he wants, I guess. <laughs> uh, yes, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. Um, one final one final thing, not football related. We just ask everybody, um, f- uh, can you recommend a box set or a TV show uh, for our listeners to catch up with? Uh, and there are bonus points if you can say one that, any, that, other, that someone else hasn't already mentioned. Um. The Last Dance, if anyone uh, watches Ooh. a bit of basketball on Netflix, it's uh, about the Chicago Bulls team uh, that Michael Jordan played in. Mm. Uh, very, very good. Very good. It's um, The new episode is out every Monday, so catch that tonight. Terrific stuff there. That You do get bonus points for that one, So because uh, no one's mentioned Perfect. that so far, so excellent. Um, okay, that was the Berkshire Football Stories podcast pub, but not in a pub chat, with New Penn and Tyler's green manager, Michael Herbert. You can see more in this series by searching Berkshire Football Stories on your favourite podcast app. Please subscribe for all the latest, and if you have a minute, please give us a rating and a review. All that is left to say is that it's goodbye from me, Tom. Uh, it's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye, everyone. Uh, and it's goodbye from Michael. Thanks, for guys. Thanks for listening.